and the Law with Joe Stanley, presented by the Stanley Law Offices on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we will bring him in right now. Joe Stanley, good morning, Joe. Morning, how are you? I'm doing good. Nice to have you along, as always. We always appreciate uh, your insight. Got some things to talk about this morning. Uh, we'll start off with this Clearview situation with, uh, with with people's likenesses and their biometric data and all that. What's going on with that? You know, I did not realize this. It doesn't surprise me. I thought the government might have done this already, but this company has accumulated from the Internet uh, and, and from the, the digital world, not just necessarily the Internet. Uh, all this likenesses, biometric data, uh, I think it was like 3 billion images, a huge number wow. that now is, is available for anybody to go in to compare and use you for identification purposes, disclosure purposes. I guess police agencies use it all the time. Uh, and there's, of course, lawsuits brought against it because gathering this information and using it for commercial purposes and, and using it for spying more or less is what we're talking about is illegal in a lot of states. I'm not sure it's illegal by federal law. It's certainly illegal in a lot of states. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like when you even have the vices in your house, like uh, the Alexa and stuff, I'm always hitting it on mute because I'll be talking about something. All of a sudden, I'll say there'll be an advertisement that'll show up somewhere for what I was talking about. I'm like, whoa, what's going on with this? Yeah, well, Big Brother is everywhere, and you know, every time you use uh, the internet or these electronic things, these uh, you know, these images are not supposed to be stored or used or whatever. But if somebody's capturing them, you know, well, people are hacking them anyway, so who knows? It's a post post privacy world. I don't think there's any more people. We've we've sort of let it escape from us, and we didn't even complain about it. Yeah, and billions of things going on with all the different... I mean, you can't wrap your mind around that. You'll never be able to, to trace that stuff. What about the frequent flyer accounts that are going on? You mentioned that. <laughs> well, I got two emails um, saying that the third-party vendor that did, I think, United and American, the data was breached and that I should change my password. And actually, I, I, I just read a story that confirmed that, that this third-party company. So um, change your password on your frequent flyer accounts. And, you know, the uh, everybody, the recommendation is you should regularly change your password, you know, um, of course, I'm not sure how, how many people do that. Uh, you know, I don't do that, but I try to do it whenever I can. But uh, yeah, some some will force you to do it. Like we we're forced to do it every three months. We have to change our password here. So yeah, for security in my office, we actually it's even more. We are we're like every two weeks, and we have we have double security before you can even log in. You have to get a secondary verification which i think maybe is probably what everybody should be going to but you know it's a very big pain in the neck that you every time you want to log in somewhere you have to have your cell phone or you got to have access to an email to put a code in but that's the way of the hacks you know because I, I, yeah we do that here too yeah because you know i'm just reading i didn't even go through when i when i do this research there was at least five reported big hacks that I'm not even talking about, you know, besides the frequent flyer one. That was just of interest because of, yeah. but there's, you know, almost every week there's more than, you know, it's like the change in the weather. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's coming at you so fast. What about uh, the action suits going on here with Geico? What's going on with Geico? Uh, well, you know, I love it. I love insurance companies, car insurance companies in particular, but, uh, there's a class action that a judge approved against Geico because uh, of overcharging during COVID because 
people weren't driving and weren't using their cars. And on top of it, uh, they were allegedly saying in their ads, and I don't, you know, I don't watch that many TV ads, that they were giving back money when they weren't because of COVID, because of the lower driving rate. So uh, we'll see how that class action turns out. Um, but uh, those are interesting claims, not surprising. No, I wonder if the tag team got their their refund, the scoop. There it is, commercial. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so also COVID nineteen. Uh, there's some cl- some complaints about people that are purchasing like different tickets for different events and things. Well, you, you know all the cancellations we had, and we've talked about what do people do? Can they participate in class actions and whatever? And we also have talked about that, unfortunately, these big companies all have forced arbitration clauses, and so almost all of these attempted class actions have failed, which is interesting because uh, there's bills now in, in, the, in the Congress to uh, prohibit these forced arbitration clauses because the Supreme Court over the last 15 years has validated them. And so uh, I don't think they're fair. And so there are bills in both the Senate and the House to uh, prohibit these forced arbitration clauses, which I think is a good idea and should give you know consumers more uh, more of a right because these forced arbitration clauses mean you lose, really. Yeah, you know, and I see a lot of like uh, when I watch a little court TV in the afternoon, I watch a couple of those court judges on TV. I see a lot of, uh, especially over the last year, COVID cases where people have booked weddings and different things, and they offer them instead of the money, the refund, they'll offer them another date. Yeah, and those, of course, are all set by contract. Some of right. those are non-refundable, and some mm-hmm. of those are, you know, it's one of those things that you don't think about. But any of those things could be canceled. I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be a pandemic, but any, right. lots of things can happen before a wedding happens. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's many things that you can envision, that, and there's been many TV movies and, and, and shows that tell you what can happen before a wedding. But uh, So you should always have what happens in case of this, this, or that, in case of a cancellation. In case of this, it, I was just looking at a contract, and I don't really do that for a living, but this contract didn't have uh, a what happens. It was a payment over time, Doug. Right. Uh, what happens if the person dies? Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, uh, because if you don't put that in and it's not specified like many other things, good, uh, good point. Yeah. you end up with a problem. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, and finally, let's talk about the prop planes. What's going on with this? Well, that plane that uh, the engine exploded and they had uh, cracks in the blades. Mm-hmm. And they, they, the more investigation they do, it's kind of curious. They said this plane w- was inspected not too long before it blew up. Mm-hmm. So there's, they're saying, well, A, there's either they missed them and they're not doing the inspections properly, or that these this particular engine model, and it's an old one, and they don't make it anymore, and it was not on that many planes, has a design issue that they may have to deal with. Yeah, you know, and you and we, you and I talked about this before, Joe, with with a lot of the planes being kind of on the ground. We haven't flying hasn't been you know up to snuff as as it usually is. There's not many flights going out. Uh, you wonder if these planes are ma- maintained right, or if the, you know there's things issues with them from sitting on the ground for so long. 
You know, you're, I was just reading an article about that, that, that that is a plane that's been sitting on the ground that long. They're supposed to be maintaining them. Bef- they're supposed to be doing regular things to them right. if they want to put them back into service relatively quickly. You know, I, I didn't realize there's like this huge graveyard, but it's not a graveyard of planes where they put planes that can oh, really? be used. Yeah. Um, to get somewhere in Arizona, but I saw the story like this is massive, <laughs> just all those planes. <laughs> because, and I don't know how many more came there, went there because of COVID, right? And uh, how many old planes got sent there because they're not economical? They weren't economical before, and they clearly weren't economical after COVID. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I know I'm sooner or later I'm going to have to fly. I'm sure it's going to be this year sometime. So I'm preparing for that. Hey, Joe, if people are uh, interested in talking to you and uh, using Stanley Law, maybe they have questions and they need you to represent them, what's the best way to reach you? Sure, you can go to stanleylawoffices.com. The phone number is 1-800-608-3333 and my email is joe at stanleylawoffices.com. Stanley Law, together they will get you the maximum rewards. We look forward to talking with you again next week. Enjoy, and maybe that basil will start coming up. I am looking forward to it. It's probably going to try and peak out, but I don't know about (laughs) next week, so we'll see. Enjoy the warm weather, Joe. (laughs) Thanks. Bye now.